We're coming into the Thanksgiving season. Can you believe that? I mean, it's like, what, next week? Is next week Thanksgiving? Week after next? Man, it's like time is just moving on. So we're beginning this sermon series called Forward with Thanksgiving. All this year, all this year, we've been talking about going forward, going forward in so many things, just finished forward in hope. And so now we're talking about forward with Thanksgiving. Have you noticed how easy it is to be ungrateful? <laughs> you don't have to work hard to be ungrateful. But you have to work to be grateful. It, it's, so, it's so much easier to complain and criticize than to, to give thanks and to praise. So it takes effort to be a thankful person. Thankfulness is a habit that has to be developed. And, but thankfulness is something we can grow in. Something we can move forward in. And there's so many reasons, which are actually excuses that we give that, that, to not be thankful. But, uh, so we have to learn how to, to focus, uh, to be thankful. To be thankful for the things that God has done. So we're going to look today at how to move forward in, in Thanksgiving. I'm going to talk about four levels of Thanksgiving today. And I want you to, as I'm teaching and preaching today, try to identify where you're at in this and, and then learn about the next level and, and move forward in it uh, because that's what this is all about, advancing, moving forward in Thanksgiving. And the first step to moving forward is to give God thanks for his blessings. That's the starting place, giving God thanks for his blessing, giving God thanks for the good things he has done for you. Uh, 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 and since it's so easy to be ungrateful, we've got to do what the old song says. I, I remember growing up with this song, count your blessings. Any of y'all remember that? Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Some of us, if we actually sat down and made a list of the blessings of God, would be surprised. We've got a list of all the things to complain about. Those things come easy. But sometimes you've got to take the effort to say, I'm going to name the blessings of God. Because, see, when you count your blessings, I believe that God gives you more blessings to count. And when you express thanks to God, I believe he, he gives you more to be thankful for. See, David understood this concept. That's why he reminded himself in Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who redeems all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Who is David talking to here? He's talking to himself. He's saying to himself, David, Bless the Lord. David, don't forget all the things God has done for you. And that is a reminder to us at all times to bless the Lord and forget not all his benefits. And David reminded us of some of the benefits here that he had experienced. God healed him when he was sick and forgave him when he sinned and brought him out of a pit and satisfied him with good things. So when you're down and when you're discouraged, when you're ungrateful, when you're grumbling and mumbling and griping and complaining, do what David did. Bless the Lord and remind yourself of all the good things that God has done for you. 
And if you need a little help, just get go online. I was going to say buy a book. You don't even have to buy a book anymore. Go online and just look up, look up things to be thankful for. <laughs> Bible verses on what to be thankful for. I'll just give you a few. I could read dozens and dozens today. But First Chronicles 16.34 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. And His love endures forever. Aren't you glad about that? God doesn't, God's love does not end. It's not like, okay, that's it, done, came to the end of it, love you no longer. Nope. His love is forever. Psalm 118.21 tells us, I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. Aren't you grateful for answered prayer? Aren't you grateful for salvation? Verse Corinthians 15.57 tells us, thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Aren't you grateful for that? that you have victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> now, excuse me. Now listen to this. I want you to get this down. There's a big difference between grateful and ungrateful people. Grateful people do not have less bad things happen to them in life than ungrateful people. They just don't let those things bother them as much. Grateful people do not have to have everything they want happen to happen. Grateful people do not have to have all these, <coughs> excuse me, massive things to happen in their life to give thanks. They are simply grateful for what they do have. They focus more on what they do have than what they don't have. Now think about it. Think about it. When you're gri- griping and mumbling and complaining, you're usually focusing on something you don't have. This is not happening like I want it. This is not happening when I want it. My spouse is not acting like I want. My kids aren't acting like I want. My boss isn't treating me like my want. My, it's, it's, it's something that's not happening. You're focusing on something that, 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 that you don't have. And the devil will do his best to keep your mind off of the, off the blessings of God. He's going to constantly tell you to look at what you don't have, how bad you have it, how everything is wrong in your life, because the devil knows that, it's un, that an ungrateful, unthankful, Christian is a defeated Christian because an ungrateful person loses their joy and the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength if you lose your joy you have no strength you ever notice that when you just lost your joy and you're feeling down you just don't feel like getting up you don't feel like like going on so the devil wants to keep you in that place so it's when you begin to realize how much you have in the Lord that you will, that's when you will truly begin to be thankful. Thank, thankfulness is a choice. It's an attitude. It, it's a way of life. It, it, it might help you to, to start giving thanks to people occasionally. It's so easy. It's so easy. And I, I, I try to make myself, I, I, I don't have to make myself, it's kind of become a habit with me. And I, I, hopefully you've noticed but I, I, I try to tell my wife thanks all the time. Yeah. Thanks for cooking. Thanks for that meal. That, that was awesome. She cooks all the time. She, she makes awesome meals. And I could just have the expectation she does it and not thank, any, thank her for it. But I thank her. Thank you for washing my clothes this week. Thank you for the way you make this house so awesome and beautiful. Thank you for... for being you. I mean, I'm just all these things. I, I try to thank people. I try to thank and just develop this habit of thanksgiving. Amen. Parents, do it with your kids. Kids, do it with your parents. When's the last time you thank your parents for what they've done for you, what they're, they're doing for you? This, this is a way of life. And, and by the way, thanksgiving starts in the heart, but it doesn't stop there. 
It's expressed in words and actions. You know, people aren't mind readers. I know sometimes you think your, your spouse ought to be able to read your mind and know what you want without you having to ever tell them, stop it! Give them a little help. Help us men out, especially ladies. Help us, please. Help, help us. Help us. Tell us. Just tell us. Don't, 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 don't make us try to know it on our own. Help us. But thanksgiving is expressed in words and accents. Thayer's Greek lexicon says that the word used in the original Greek for thanks means to feel grateful and to give thanks. You need to feel it. But some people think just because they felt it, that was enough. People do that in in church services. Oh, I'm feeling worship in my heart. Oh, I'm worshiping in my heart. I'm I'm praising in my heart. I'm I'm thanking in my heart. That's good. But God says he wants it to, to be given. Well, God knows my heart. I don't need to express it. Wrong. Wrong. Yes, God wants us to be grateful in our hearts, but but he wants to hear it from your mouths. And by the way, if you truly are that grateful in your heart, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you're telling me there's thankfulness in your heart, but it never comes out, I have love in my heart for my wife, but I never tell her, I never show her, but it's in there. No, out of the abundance of of your heart, there's going to be an overflow of of, of thanksgiving, and and God wants our thanks to be given. After all, the word is thanksgiving. It's giving thanks to God. So begin. Here's where you begin. Begin to think of the good things God has done for you and begin to thank him for that. And once you develop that in your life, move forward in thanksgiving by doing this. Now, second step, give thanks to God for who he is. It's one thing to thank God for what he's done, but now thank God for just for who he is. We find the next step in this progression in Psalm 100, and Pastor Deb read this at the beginning of the service. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This psalm shows us a deeper level of of thanksgiving. It's great to give Give God thanks for his blessings. But this is a step beyond that. There's a place for for, uh, thanking God for his blessings. When I say move forward, I'm not saying stop doing the first one. You're building on them. Keep blessing him, thanking him for his blessings. But this level of thanksgiving is about who God is, not what he gives. We sang it in that last song uh, 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 about uh, Jesus, uh, you don't owe me anything. I'm not here for blessings. I'm just here for you. See, that's a whole other level. I'm not just here for what I can get out of you. Come on, somebody. I'm I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here to express my my love for you. And the focus of this psalm is is worshiping God, and it shows us uh, a progression of coming into the place of worship, coming into the the presence of God. And usually we we reduce that progression down to verse 3 that says, enter his courts with thanksgiving, enter his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. And there's a great truth here uh, that, that thanksgiving and praise do precede, do come before entering into the presence of God. 
God. That's the way into his presence through thanksgiving and through praise. But that verse about entering into his presence is sandwiched between two verses whose subject is knowing God. See, verse 2 says, know that the Lord is God. Then verse 3, on enter his gates and enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise. Then verse 5, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Uh, we will never worship without praising and will never praise without thanksgiving and will never be thankful until we understand what God has done and who God is. The Lord is God. We are not. God made us. We didn't make him. God is always good. God is unceasingly loving. God is forever faithful. And if you don't see God like that as good and loving and faithful and kind and, and who wants the, what's the best for you, if you don't see that, you'll never be thankful. Instead, you will always be ungrateful, unhappy, angry, frustrated, uh, uh, and you will not praise and you definitely will not worship. So at this level, we're talking about taking the time to get to know God. And when you do, listen, when you really get to start getting to know God, you will become very, very, very grateful. You, you will be grateful for mercy. I, I don't know about you, but that mercy is new every morning, and I need it every morning. And I'm, I'm grateful for mercy. I am grateful for grace, God's undeserved favor. I'm grateful for his love. I'm grateful for forgiveness. I'm grateful for salvation. I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit. I'm grateful for the people of God. I'm grateful for all the blessings of God. And I want you to hear something today. Hear this clearly. Ungrateful people do not worship. True worship starts with thanksgiving. Having a thankful heart and expressing that thanks to God gets us into a realm of his presence that we would otherwise not enter. And when we're in his manifest presence, wonderful things happen and changes begin to occur. When we touch heaven, earth, earth changes, but the change starts in us. And the first change is overcoming our, our ungratefulness by choosing to be grateful, thanking God for his blessings, and then going deeper and learning who God is and knowing God and then blessing him, thanking him, praising him for who he is. And then we build on that and go into the next level of, of thanksgiving. And here's level three. Give thanks to God in all circumstances. Remember, be thinking where you're at. Are you just grateful? Well, have you even started being grateful for his blessings? Have you added to that being grateful for who he is? And now can you, can you give thanks in every single circumstance? 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all, all, all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you're wanting to know God's will for, for your life, I, I'll tell you God's will for your life. Give thanks right where you're at. Give thanks. What if you're not going to move to the next level until you become thankful for where you're at? What, what if the blessing not, or the breakthrough is not going to come until you're thankful for, for where you're at? See, the Bible's teaching us there's something to be thankful for in every situation, even in tough times. And we know that the Bible does not exempt us from tough times. Uh, think of the example of Jesus Christ. He is our example. In, in Matthew 26, he was partaking of the Last Supper with his disciples. And, and he told them that one of them would betray him and he was going to be killed. That was about to happen. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. And, and, and 
gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, again, thanks, and offered it to them saying, drink from it all of you, this is my blood in the covenant which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Now we use that verse a lot when we're taking communion of the the Lord's Supper and it's it's a joyous remembrance of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross and we can and we should be grateful for that. But think about this, on that night, for Jesus, it was very different. When he took the bread and broke it and said, this is my body, he wasn't just talking about a piece of bread. He meant his physical body, his literal body that he was standing there in their presence was about to be broken. When he said, this is my blood poured out for you, he he didn't mean this is some juice or some wine that we're drinking that's symbolic of something. He, He meant his blood was literally going to be spilled. His life was going to be taken from him. He was one day away from death. But what did he do when he took up that bread and he took up that cup? He gave thanks. At the moment he was being betrayed, he gave thanks. He was about to face a night of absolute torture, and he gave thanks. He was facing death by crucifixion, but he gave thanks. He knew he would face separation from his father for the first time in eternity, but he gave thanks. He knew that all his disciples, everybody who said they loved him, would desert him, but he gave thanks. He is our example of how to be thankful in all things. So, So if you wonder how this is possible to do, I mean, look at Jesus, your example. And notice what God says to us about this level. Give thanks in all circumstances. At this level, he's saying give thanks in the middle of it, not for it, but in it. Philippians 4, 4 says rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. It doesn't say you've got to be happy about your pain, but it just says in your pain, rejoice in the Lord in the circumstance. It doesn't say your circumstance has to be good or bad or whatever. Whatever it is, good time, bad time, success, failure, in everything, give God thanks and rejoice in the Lord. And during those difficulties, you can rejoice. Rejoice in the truth that God loves you, that he knows what's best for you, that he's in control of the situation, that he has the power to help you through it, and that he's going to reward you and bring good out of it in your life. Listen, one of the ultimate tests of spiritual maturity is can you rejoice in the Lord while experiencing things that don't make sense to you in the moment? God, I don't understand this. God, I don't know why. God, I don't get it. God, why is this happening? In those times, can can you give thanks in those times? Can you give thanks in those times? 1 Peter 1, 6-7 says, In this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith, these have come, these trials have come, so that your faith, so that in order that, to accomplish this in your faith, of greater worth than gold, your faith is of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire. Your faith may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, 
and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Listen, he's telling us something here. Greatly rejoice. He didn't say rejoice a little bit. He said greatly rejoice when you're going through tough times, when you're going through fiery trials. Rejoice in that fire because that fire does a work in you. That fire reveals your heart. Rejoice in that fire because it's building your faith. Rejoice in that fire. It's refining you. It's purifying your motives. Rejoice in that fire. It's producing character in you. Greatly rejoice in that fire because you're going to come out like gold tried in the fire. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Just go ahead and rejoice in Him for a minute right now. Come on, do it. Maybe you've never done it before. Open your mouth and say, God, I rejoice in you. I praise you. I thank you. You know, we're about to come in to celebrating the time of Thanksgiving in our, in our nation. And, and the three most famous Thanksgiving proclamations in American history were given by the pilgrims, then George Washington, and Abraham Lincoln. And all three of those were given in, given in extremely harsh and difficult times. Think about it. Many of the pilgrims had died during those harsh winters, and less than half of them were, were still alive at that first Thanksgiving. Washington's Thanksgiving proclamation came right after the, the Revolutionary War and this country was trying to get established. Very, very difficult time. Abraham Lincoln's Thanksgiving proclamation came right in the middle of the Civil War. One of the toughest times of our nation. And so I want you to understand that the origins of this Thanksgiving holiday that we, we celebrate, it's not just about family and football and food. It's about faith. It's an expression of faith. It came from a people who believed in the goodness of God and trusted God, who trusted God even in hard times. People who believed we should express our gratitude to God in Thanksgiving no matter what. And you might think you got it tough, but listen, none of us have it as tough as those believers we call pilgrims on that first day of Thanksgiving. You're going to gripe about your house? Believe me, they... But they lived in with nothing compared to what you got. They didn't have no food stamps. They barely had food. They didn't have money. If they did have money, there was no place to spend it. There was no store. There were no 7-Eleven. There was none of that stuff. No Walmart. They had no way to communicate with family back home. They had no Social Security, no Medicare, no government, government bailouts, no hospital, no doctors. They had none of that stuff. But they had faith in God and grateful hearts. And they had an understanding of a biblical, biblical key to thanksgiving found in 1 Chronicles 16, 34. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. The Bible is telling us we'll never be thankful until we see that God is good and that no matter how circumstances may change, God never changes. His character endures forever. His love, his grace, his mercy, it endures uh, forever. So I'm here to testify to you this morning. I believe that God is good all the time. I believe that. He's good when you were born. He'll be good the day you die. He was good when you got your job. He'll be good when you lose it. He was good when he told you let yes. He's good when he tells you no. He's good when he tells you now. He's good when he tells you wait. He is good all the time, every single time. And if any people in the world ought to be thankful and grateful people, it ought to be Christians. 
We should be the most grateful people in the world, and we should be uh, moving towards a place where not only do we give God thanks for his blessings and for who he is, but we give thanks in every single circumstance. That takes a lot more faith. Now I'm going to take you to a place, that a level that I think few people get to. Give thanks to God for all things. I just preached on thanking God in all things. This is a whole nother level. Thanking God for all things. Ephesians 5 is a chapter dealing with being filled with the Spirit. Verse 18 says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, let the Holy Spirit fill you and control you. Then the Bible in the next few verses goes on and tells us some of the results of being filled with the Spirit. Starting in verse 19. Be filled with the Spirit, and it says, Then, because you are filled with the Spirit, you will sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music in the Lord to your hearts. You will always give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further, you will submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Paul gives us three results here of being filled with the Spirit. Spirit-filled Christians sing praise uh, to God in their hearts and among each other. That's talking about when we were together, when we were gathered together as a church. Spirit-filled Christians give thanks for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And thirdly, Spirit-filled Christians submit to one another out of reverence for, for Christ. And many people think that maybe just that, that speaking, in, speaking in tongues is a, the, the only proof of being filled with the Spirit. It, it, it is a proof of being filled with the Spirit. But Paul, Paul also says, Spirit-filled believers sing praise, speak thanks, and submit to one another. It sounds simple, but try to do it without being full of the Holy Ghost. It's not easy to submit to other people without the Holy Spirit. Some people have trouble submitting to God, much less a boss or somebody else. And it's not easy to give thanks for all things without being full of the Holy Spirit. Giving thanks in all things is one level of thanksgiving, but giving thanks for all things is a total another level. Ephesians 5.20, always, can you say always? always? Give thanks to God, to the Father, for, can you say for? Always give thanks to God for everything. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The UBS New Testament handbook says that in this context, Everything is, is not a reference to things, but to events. Here's what it says. The admonition is not to thank God so much for the things that he has given, but for everything that happens. Think about it for a minute. Now listen, I, I'm not saying God expects you to be thankful for sin, thankful for evil, thanks for suffering, or, or anything like that. But God wants you to thank him in all things and for all things, because he will bring good out of that evil, out of that pain, out of that suffering, out of that tough time. God will do it. And the only way to give thanks for all things is you've got to have an understanding of the eternal purposes of God. I'm going to read you my favorite Bible verse, Romans 8, 28 and 29. 28 says, all things work together. There's that word all there. Give thanks in all things. Give thanks for all things. How can you do that when you know this? All things work together for good 
to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Uh, that, that Bible verse is my favorite because it encouraged me to know that everything I go through, there, there is purpose, there is potential, there, there's a plan for everything I go through, everything I go through, uh, it, the God is going to work good out of it. No matter what, good, bad, and ugly, he's going to work good out of it. But, but, but what's my good? Is it just I have a bigger house, I have a bigger car, I have more money in the bank? Is that, is that, is that all I'm, it's about? Well, no, he tells us in the next verse in, in Romans 28, 29, for whom he foreknew, he predestined, here's your destiny, to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That's God's purpose for your life, to be like Christ. You wonder how Christ went through all that stuff? You remember all the things I talked about, all the suffering, all the pain, all the cross that he gave thanks for before he endured it? How how could he do that? The Bible says he, he endured all of that because of the joy that was set before him. What was the joy? We see it right here. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That God would have this vast family that would be just like him, conformed to his image. And God's plan to fulfill that purpose is to use everything. Can you say everything? To use everything that happens in your life to conform you to the image of Jesus Christ. The Bible doesn't say that everything you go through will be good. It says God will bring good out of it. It says that God will take everything you go through, the good, the bad, the ugly. He will use it to make you like Jesus, and that is good. That is good every time. Even what, here's the great thing, even what the enemy means for your harm, God will work out for your good. Joseph said that to his brothers. Hey, you meant harm to me. I I know that. But I see now, I see the purpose of God and all that to to get me to this place where I am right now. He didn't know that all along the way. He didn't know that in the pit. He didn't know that in Potiphar's house. He didn't know that in prison. He didn't know that. But God lifted him up all out of that and he worked good out of it for him and for his family and the entire nation. Knowing that, that God does that enables us to give thanks for all things because we know it's gonna end up good. So what are you thankful for? Hey, everything. I mean, I mean, come on, if we're Christians, we have so much to be thankful for. We've been forgiven by the blood of Jesus, saved by the grace of God, filled with the Holy Spirit. On top of that, we have heaven to look forward to. We have so much. I don't know about you, but God's been so good to me. I, I'm so thankful that, that so many times it makes me want to shout with joy, to serve with gladness, to sing with thanksgiving, to dance with delight, to thank God for all he's done for me. I don't care what, what other people are thinking. I know that God has blessed me, and I, I'm so grateful. So can you thank God? Can, can you move forward in Thanksgiving today? Where are you at in this process of Thanksgiving? Have you even begun to be thankful? Can, can you start by giving thanks to God for his blessings, giving thanks to God for his answered prayer? Don't think about the unanswered right now. Can you think about the ones he's answered? And can you move forward by by thanking God for who he is, for his love, for his grace, for his mercy, for his goodness? And then can you move forward by thanking him in all circumstances? Can you rejoice in the Lord at all times? Can you move forward and thank him for all things? Because you know that God is in control and he has promised to work all things for your good in Jesus' name. Can you give him thanks for something today? Come on. (coughs) Come on. Thank him for his blessings. 
thank him for who he is. Thank him in your current circumstance. Thank him for everything you're going through. Because you know he's working out good out of it. This is one of the greatest expressions of faith you can ever have, is to thank God in the middle of a mess. Lord, would you move on us? Would you move in us? Would you forgive us when we're ungrateful, unthankful? God, we want to be a grateful, thankful people who thank you for your blessings, who thank you for who you are, who rejoice in all circumstances, and who give thanks for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. What's God saying to you? Listen, you can't do any of this without Jesus in your life. You can't do this stuff without being filled with the Holy Spirit. As our prayer team comes down, if you've never given your heart to Jesus, we want to give you that opportunity today to place your faith in Him, to be born again, to receive forgiveness and begin a new life. Maybe, maybe you've, never, you've been saved, but you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You just want the power of the Lord to, in your life. And you're saying, man, I've tried this in my own strength. It's not happening. Hey, it takes being filled with the Spirit. Whatever else you need, we want to pray with you as we sing the last song. We want to pray with you. Whatever your need is, even if you want to pray for someone else. If you're watching online, you can just let us know in the comments a prayer request, or you can email us at prayer at gfc.cc. If you want to give your heart to the Lord, same thing, just let us know. I want to make a decision for Christ, and we'll get in touch with you. And I want to remind you, tonight at 6, if you can be there, I would love to be able to share. We want to share our hearts with you tonight. Thanks for being here today. We're going to sing one more song. And we'll be dismissed.